Episode 26 of Vicious Talk with Benny P is going to be our weekly NFL Picks Against the Lines with my good friend and guest, Jake Kelly. It's going to be the NFL's divisional round playoff weekend. We're looking forward to four great NFL games. But today's episode is brought to you by our one and only sponsor, Action for Education. Action for Education is a nonprofit organization that works to create affordable, accessible, and sustainable opportunities for education in Western Honduras. Their mission is centered around capacity building and using resources from the United States to enable Honduran communities to succeed in their own way. Action for Education is looking for more help, and they're currently seeking individuals to join their team on their next medical mission trip down to Honduras. It's a fantastic opportunity for any any students interested in pre-medical studies to experience how the positive impacts medical clinics can have for people of impoverished areas of the world. For more information, contact my good friend Mike Mashriani and his team. Is info at action the number four education.org. And if you don't have time to join them and their team on their next medical mission trip, there are a number of other ways you could help as well. To learn more, visit action the number four education.org and consider donating to help their cause because every dollar helps. Without further ado, let's dive into episode 26 of Vicious Talk with Benny P and Jake Kelly and I's picks against the spreads for the NFL's division around playoffs. Thanks for listening. Today's episode of Vicious Talk with Benny P is going to be our weekly NFL picks against the lines. It's the NFL's divisional round playoff weekend this week. My guest, my guest today is the usual Jake Kelly. Jake, how's it going? Good, Ben. It's good to be here. Uh, really enjoyed watching those playoff games last week. Or maybe not Jacksonville and Buffalo, but the other ones. <laughs> yeah, I know that and, was a uh, game, but the Bills ended up covering even. <laughs> Yeah, they did. I I didn't see that coming. Uh, I figured maybe Jacksonville could get a few more points there, you know, maybe Fournette would rip off another a long run, but they just could not seem to get enough going on offense, so it didn't happen. Yeah, I know that was the only cover I had last week. You went you went two and two, um, and I went one and three. So you gained a game on me. You're only a game back now. It's it's so close down the stretch now. Yeah, not not many games left. You know, a lot of them are, you know, with with all these teams involved for the most part being, you know, pretty dang good teams. Uh, you know, and, and the shark and the Vegas is getting very good at setting these lines, you know, with more information. Uh it's gonna be tough down the stretch with only seven games left to the season. Yeah, definitely. I could see other than the the Titans are definitely the worst team here, but all these other teams I yeah. can see them they could outright win the game. All all the other seven. Yeah, I I agree. I think you know I could envision scenarios like obviously uh, some teams are are you know like a Pittsburgh might be still a favorite, but you know there there are some quality games this weekend and a lot of talented teams. So we're we're going to see some good football. Yeah, definitely. All right, buddy. Let's get into uh, the games uh, for today. We're recording this on Saturday morning. Uh, hopefully, get be able to get this up into any listeners um, before the fir- the first game today, the Falcons and the Eagles. Um, but yeah, so today's first game is going to be one uh, thirty five p.m. start time for um, the Falcons and the Eagles in Philadelphia. 
Um, the spread is looking like the, the Falcons at minus two and a half right now. Um, uh-huh. It'd be interesting to see what this spread would have been like um, had Wentz been able to finish the season healthy or at least come back for the playoffs. Um, but yeah, the Falcons came off a, a big win last week against uh, the Rams, and they look really good. It seems like they're kind of starting to hit their stride here in the playoffs, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them um, really make a big statement here against the Eagles. Um, but my my hunch is thinking that the Eagles might might still pull this one out just because of uh, kind of the expectations that the, that the Falcons are the better team now because Wentz is gone and stuff and and Foles is, is he's capable he's not a great quarterback by any means he's he's one of the worst ones left here probably in the playoffs um, but for, I'm, I'm gonna take the Eagles in this game because I mean I I've noticed that the Eagles defense is gonna be a really tough. Um, to score points on the Eagles have allowed less than 14 points per game at home this season um, and the Falcons at the end of the season the Falcons averaged only 17 points a game in, in December so I'm just expecting big games from the running game for Philadelphia Jai and Blunt um, I'm expecting Foles to try not to turn the ball over um, and I think it's going to be a close game um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Eagles uh, make this a lot a lot better of a game than uh, people are thinking it might be. But Jake, what do you think? You know, I I think it's going to be a close game, but uh, I'm going to end up going with the Falcons in this one. Uh, they were kind of my my upset special last week. I, I thought that they were they were a little underrated going against the St. Louis team that didn't have a, a, ton, a St. Louis, a Los <laughs> Angeles team. Yeah, I'm still struggling with that. Uh, a, a Los Angeles team that you know didn't have a whole lot of playoff experience. Uh, I look at the, the Atlanta defensive numbers, and you know they've been quietly a very good defense here. Uh, they have a better passing defense than the Eagles do on the season. Uh, part of that might be that the Eagles have been playing for ahead in many of their games, and you know I have to acknowledge that. Uh, but the difference, the difference in passing yards per uh, and yards per game, you know, total. Is only a 12-yard per game difference between Atlanta and Philadelphia over the course of the season. Uh, Atlanta and Philly both at allowing less than 20 points per game. Philly 1.3 points per game better. Uh, so I think like the defenses are very comparable. And, and while I'm someone who had been touting the Eagles' defense so much over the course of the regular season for picks, uh, Atlanta has been quietly very good, uh, very good team speed. Uh, Deion Jones, you know, I've been reading some articles lately, and, and from what I've seen of these Falcons games, it looks like he's, he's an emerging stud. Uh, on the other side of the football for the Falcons, you know, I just see Matt Ryan has a significant postseason playoff game advantage against Nick Foles, and while he, he I think he has a bit of an undeserved rep as, as a choker, he has some very good playoff statistics. Uh, I think I saw something that he, he is the highest passer rating all time in the postseason. Uh, for I can't remember what the minimum game requirement was, but, but Matt Ryan has put up solid, solid numbers in the playoffs. I agree with you. Uh, they had trouble putting up points down the stretch over the course of the regular season. And uh, so that's cause for concern. But I also just look at the way that Philly limped into the playoffs down the stretch, uh, not really putting forth their, their best effort against Oakland. Uh, and not looking good in the last few weeks, kind of trying to figure things out with holes. Uh, 
I look at the spread. Atlanta is a two and a half point road favorite. Uh, and I just think it's hard for me to think, you know, I just, I look at the quarterbacks and I see that this discrepancy between their experience. Uh, and I just, I really, I do like the Falcons here. They've been a hot team recently, you know, beating, beating care, a very good Carolina squad the last week of the regular season. And then a very good St. Louis squad the previous week. Uh, and so I think I'm going to ride the team that seems to have the hotter hand right now and the better quarterback. And so I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, that, that's not a terrible pick. The uh, the Falcons were, I think, starting off this line. I think it might have been even minus five um, at some point. Uh-huh. Um, so you're actually losing points, it looks like. Um, I mean, you're getting points at the two and a half. So it might not be a bad play. Um, just based on the line itself. But I agree with you. The Falcons are a hot team right now. Um, there's a big gap in the inexperience versus the experience of quarterbacks in this in this game. Um, Nick Foles has only played one game, playoff game, before. Um, he had two touchdowns in the game. Um, but Matt Ryan's played nine, led his team to a Super Bowl last year. Um, he's had 19 touchdowns in the, in the, thrown in the playoffs. And he's, 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 a good, he's a good quarterback to rely on here um, late in the season. Atlanta so I agree with you I mean I I, I don't dislike the pick I think this game's going to be close uh I'm sticking with the Eagles but you know I can see this game going either way absolutely and you know it's it's the tightest it's the tightest line of the week for a reason uh Philly has advantages going into this game and you know home field is really nice particularly an outdoor stadium where the elements may come into play uh going against a team from the south who plays in an indoor stadium uh, and you just you don't know uh, Atlanta. They had been a streaky team throughout the season, and I'm I'm hoping that 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 hot streak continues with this pick. But uh, they can be Jekyll and Hyde, and we've seen them fall apart before. Uh, I think it's really going to come down to uh, who can control the football in this game. Time of possession is going to be huge, and turnovers. It's it's really that close. Yeah, I agree. It's going to rely on turnovers, and I think it's going to be the big X factor is going to be whether or not Foles turns the ball over. Not necessarily yeah. if he plays well or if he throws a lot of touchdowns. I think I think the running game is gonna they're gonna gonna be able to like kind of surge that offense for Philadelphia. But um, if 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 Foles throws interceptions more than one, it's gonna be difficult for uh, Philadelphia to kind of overcome that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the next one though. The late game today is the Pats and the Titans. Uh, you and I were briefly discussing this just a little bit earlier. Um, but the game's at 5.15 p.m. Eastern tonight. Uh, it's going to be a cold one in Foxborough. Um, the spread hasn't moved at all since it posted. It's 13 and a half. Um, the Patriots are laying to the Titans. Um, what are you thinking on this game, Jake? I'm going to go with the Patriots in this one. Uh, I, look at, I look at the matchup, and I, I didn't love that spread. Uh, it, it's a big spread, and, and it almost intimidated me enough that I – Take Tennessee, uh, but the Patriots are going to be healthy. Uh, they'll be highly motivated. They're going to be the more rested team. Uh, Brady and McDaniel's tend to have a lot of success in scheming against those Dick LeBeau defenses. Uh, historically, mo- mostly in Pittsburgh, uh, and so I, I don't think that while the Titans are solid up front, and I think that there could be some matchup problems if uh, a Jarrell Casey gets put over Joe Tooney. Uh, early and often, and they get some pressure in the middle. 
But I, I think the Patriots have got to have got to be scheming for that, and I think that the, the short and intermediate stuff is going to be really good to the running backs and tight ends. Uh, the Titans defense has been very susceptible to pass catching backs, and uh, has also you know they've been preyed upon with, with more skilled tight ends as well. Uh, we saw Kelsey kind of dominate the Titans in the first half, and then when Kelsey was out of the game, yeah, uh, things started to unravel for the Chiefs. Uh, well, Gronkowski, you know, I, I, he's the only tight end that is, is really in Kelsey's galaxy, you know, in the NFL right now, and, yeah. you know, arguably better. I think he's better, but, you know, it's arguable. Uh, and I look at the Titans as a team. On, on the other end, you know, we're going to have no DeMarco again this week. Uh, and so they're going to probably try to play a very ball-control-oriented game, a lot of Derrick Henry. I think whoever wins the coin toss tonight will probably take the football, and I think that's something to watch for if the Patriots win. They typically defer, but I think uh, they might prefer that the Titans have to play from behind. Yeah. Uh, and Derrick Henry in general, you know, he's – he's uh, there's a lot of speculation that, you know, maybe you know he's got the fresh legs and he's a big body and he could be the guy, the catalyst for an upset, but – I'm not really buying that. I looked at some of his uh, more advanced statistics on his runs and specifically where he's been more successful. And, it's, and it seems, looking at the numbers, he hasn't averaged over four yards per carry uh, running in any, other, any particular direction outside of the left sideline. Well, the Patriots went out and they got James Harrison, one of the better edge setters you know, in the run game, and he's going to be sitting on that side. That's a good point. So. So I think Harrison's going to be someone to really watch uh, in this game. Not that I, I expect many people are going to be watching him anyway. Uh, but but the Titans, I think they're going to be a little bit too one-dimensional. Uh, unless they can spread the ball around in the passing game and maybe get Delaney Walker going, I think it's going to be tough for them to get much going in Foxborough. And then uh, just looking at, like I, again, just another Titans-related stat, 17th in points allowed this season. Uh no other playoff team remaining is outside of the top ten. Yeah. Titans are the weak link here out of these eight teams for sure. So I, I really I think the Patriots will be focused, they'll be healthy, and I think that they can really specifically target some things that the Titans do well. And none of those are and they're going to be at home in the cold elements. And I don't think any of those any of those things seem to favor Tennessee for me. And so I'm gonna go with the Patriots. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm going with the Patriots as well, and I think you touched on it briefly with Derrick Henry. I think that's literally the, like the only thing that I'd be worried about a little bit, mainly just because Derrick Henry is bigger than basically every defensive lineman that we have. <laughs> the Patriots are they're 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 very small compared to um, most defenses, and uh, yeah. but that the addition of James Harrison was a, a great one, like you mentioned, um, and we'll see if that comes into into play here. Um, I like him a lot, and it'd be it'd be really cool to see him face um, off against the Steelers next week if they uh, if they get a chance. But yeah, I'm going yeah. with the Patriots. Um, the Pats are averaging over 35 points um, in their last six home playoff games. Um, if the Bill if the uh, Bill Belichick at, at coaching and Brady behind uh, center, and uh, they're five and zero against the spread in their last five home games. And everything's just kind of pointing to the Patriots in this game, I think. And the reason why I'm I'm willing to take them with a 13 and a half point spread is simply because of that article earlier this week that we saw suggesting some inner turmoil in, in the organization. 
I I just think the Patriots are going to come out and they're going to make a big statement and they're going to be they're going to be motivated to show everybody that they're united and they're they're ready to win a, a Super Bowl this postseason and there's no there's no issues between Tom and, and Bill right now and I think that the Patriots are just going to blow the Titans off this field tonight. Your lips, God's ear, Ben. That's that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping to see tonight. Yeah, I I just don't think I don't think it's possible that the Patriots even come close to making this game a, a sweat a sweating game. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be a blowout in my opinion. I just think that the Patriots, because of that article especially, they're they're trying to show everybody they're gonna make a statement and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna blow the Titans out. I. Yeah, hope so. It's just such a widespread, but I I have confidence that that's gonna happen as well. Yeah, if I had to, if I had to bet any game this week, uh, to put money on, I think I'd put it on this one. The thirteen. Yeah, I think it, it might be. Half. Yeah, it, it might be the safest. I think Vegas did a very good job setting the spread this week. I think last week was a little more suspect. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens here. But uh, I yeah, that's yeah. that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I agree. All right, next game. Um, on Sunday, the early game is going to be the Jaguars and Steelers. It's going to start at 10.05 a.m. Eastern time. The uh, line look right now is looking like the, the Steelers are laying seven points to the Jaguars. They're in Pittsburgh. Um, I'm not sure how the weather's looking, but I'm sure, I don't think – I haven't heard any snow or anything, so it might be a little cold in Pittsburgh. Um, but I'm rolling with the Jaguars in this game. I think this is going to be a good battle. Um, and the main reason I'm rolling with the Jaguars is I just think that they're always every year there's always a team that comes out a little slow after a bye week in the in the first round of the playoffs. There's always one of those bye teams that comes out slow, and I think it's possible it could be um, the Eagles or even the Vikings. Um, but I'm, I think it's going to kind of be the Steelers this year, and, I, and the reason being is I think Big Ben it, he's slowing down a little bit. I and mean, we've seen him play well, uh, kind of down the stretch a little bit. He's been he but he started the season off a little slow. Um, and he's picked it up late, a little bit of late. Um, but in week five, Big Ben threw five picks against that Jaguars defense. And I just think the Jags D is, is going to come to play in this one. Um, and the, the Steelers are one and five against the spread in their last six games overall. So they're not playing well against the spread. Um, and actually, the, the, the two best teams um, against the spread this year were the Patriots and the, uh, the Vikings. So um, we'll get to the Vikings Saints games after this, but I like their chances as well. Um, and the Jags are five and zero against the road um, against. Oh, sorry, the Jags are five and zero as a road underdog of three or ten points this season. So they're playing well against um, teams that are favored against them um, on the road, and uh, I just think it's going to be a really physical game. And I think that um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what we get from Antonio Brown, I think he's expected to play in this game. Um, I, I, I do have a lot of faith in that Jaguars defense, though. They're uh, coming in off a great statement game against the uh, Bills, only allowing three points. Um, they had that big intersection, interception late in the game. And uh, I, I just think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle for Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers offense to get going in this one. And I wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit of a low-scoring affair, once again, from Jacksonville. And, I, the only thing that always has me scared is Blake Bortles might be the worst quarterback left in the in this eighteen field. Um, Mar- yeah, Mariota and Foles aren't aren't aren't. I don't know. They're not great. They're not much worse, if anything. Um, they're comparable, at least on the same kind of tier. Um, but 
I don't know. It's tough for me to, to think that Blake Bortles will be able to get, will be able to guide the Jaguars to a victory here in Pittsburgh. Um, but I think this game is going to be at least a little close, um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see it decided by a field goal or so. Um, so I'm going to go with the Jags with the points at seven. Um, but what do you think, Jake? I'm going to go with Pittsburgh here. I, I think Jacksonville's defense is, is something that, that's going to show up. But I'm worried. But I, like you touched on, I'm very worried about Blake Bortles. I think, you know, it, on the road, it was I, – I bet I bet on the Jaguars last week, and it was an experience. I, I almost – I felt like I was a Jaguars fan almost. And I just I, – I got some insight into that, the roller coaster that is rooting for Blake Bortles. And while he did rack up a lot of rushing yards that were key to kind of sealing that game against Buffalo, I just I have much more faith in the Steelers to kind of clean clean things up and make sure that stuff like that doesn't happen. Uh, outside of getting Leonard Fournette going, I'm not I'm not sure what else the Jaguars can do on the, on that side of the ball to really threaten Pittsburgh. Um, their defense has been solid throughout the season. Uh, they're fifth they're fifth in passing yards per game. Uh, and they're one of the top run. They're one of the better run defenses in the league as well. Uh, I think you know while they don't have Shazier, and you know a lot of those numbers are certainly impacted by you know having had him for the majority of the season. I think that uh, Cam Hayward and Tuit and some of the other big heavies that they have in the front will. Uh, I think they'll show up huge uh, on Sunday. Uh, looking at the other side of the ball, I, I I took a look at some of the different numbers uh, from from the first matchup. And, uh, you know, everyone knows Roethlisberger threw five picks uh, against Jacksonville. A lot of it, you know, tight man coverage from Jacksonville, kind of trying to trust their own players and their scheme. Uh, but three of those picks were on throws to Antonio Brown. I'm anticipating Big Ben trying to spread the ball around a little bit more. Yeah, it's, and it's I'm also, Schuster hadn't really broken out yet either, huh? Yeah, and, and Martavis Bryant was in a massive slump. Uh since the Antonio Brown injury against New England late in the season, uh, Bryant's woken up a little bit. Uh, I'm not saying you know, he hasn't been playing at you know, like a Pro Bowl level or, or even where he'd been you know, maybe last year or the year before or the last time he played might be more accurate. Uh, but I, I think Bryant, you know, he's kind of coming out of his shell a little bit recently. As you already you said, Smith-Schuster uh, has become more of a playmaker for them. Uh, and then I I really think they're going to get Le'Veon much more involved than he was last time. He only had six carries in the second half against Jacksonville in the, in the last matchup. I know he that, wasn't. Expensive. You don't think that Le'Veon talk about him wanting to um, consider retirement or um, waiting out um, if he wasn't offered uh, or if he was franchise tagged next year? You don't think that's going to come into play at all? Um, I don't, I'm, I don't think so. And, and my thing is I'm, I'm wondering, you know, I, I'm not up on like the, uh, the Pittsburgh local media, but I do know in, in many situations like this, sometimes it, it seems like to us, the general public that, that these comments are coming out of nowhere. And that that's like a message that, that Bell wanted to get out. But, um, you know, sometimes they, th- those are solicited opinions and, and perhaps I don't know whether he was asked by a reporter specifically about his contract status. Um, you know, some of his comments on social media seem to indicate that he's, he's focused on Jacksonville, yeah, I agree. and that the uh, the other stuff will work itself out. And so, I think I'll trust him on that. Uh, with Bell, it, it's never been so much about his motivation; it's about it's been about whether he's healthy and available. 
Uh, you know, when he plays, he usually plays at a very high level. Uh, and so I think, you know, Todd Haley, he would be offensive coordinator malpractice not to get Le'Veon Bell more involved in this game plan. Uh, I do agree with you. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game, but I, I wouldn't be shocked to see a score something like 23 to 10 Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, something something in that neighborhood. I would certainly bet the under on this game. And I, I don't think Jacksonville is going to top 20 points. Uh, I think the Steelers would have an opportunity to maybe press 20 points. Uh, being at home, again, you know, it's definitely a factor. And Jacksonville would be kind of shaky last week on the offensive side. Uh, against the Bills team. It, it isn't the most impressive defense in the league. Uh, so I'm going to go with Pittsburgh in this one. I think Big Ben's going to clean it up. They're going to get Bell to ball more, and they're going to spread things around. Uh, try not to lean too heavily on a banged-up Antonio Brown and uh, force the Jaguars to kind of get creative and get out of their comfort zone. Yeah, I don't hate the pick. I think the Steelers are a good team. Um, I just I don't know. I, I, I have a feeling, I have a hunch that I just think they're coming out a little slow. Um, so I'm sticking with the Jags, but I agree. The Steelers are a good team. Uh, they're capable of, of scoring more than 20 points, and I, I don't know if I could say the same for uh, Bortles and his, his offense, but um, I don't know. But I've, I just have a feeling that the Jags are going to cover this one. Um, but yeah, I mean, all these games are good. I mean, I don't know what, we're, what exactly we're going to see out of Brown, like you said. He, he's been training with Ocho Single. Did you see some of those videos? Um, he looks pretty yeah, good. I saw some. Yeah, I saw some of that. Uh, I mean, and that's all, that's all well and good. I, I saw the theater, um, but I had also, you know, he's going to be playing against some very big, very physical defensive backs uh, this week in Jacksonville, and I I almost wonder if, if Pittsburgh's going to try to use him as more of a decoy. I think that's something to watch out for. In the last matchup, they went to him early. They got a nice 49-yard catch on Jalen Ramsey. But then, you know, Brown put up good totals on that game, but you take that catch away and you look at his per-catch numbers, uh, they, his, the results for him were more due to, you know, volume than anything in that first matchup. And they really got burned. You know, they had two pick sixes on targets to Antonio Brown. Yeah. I, I think uh, – I really think that Pittsburgh's going to move away from him a little bit in this game and, and ease him into things, maybe let him decoy a little bit more and see what they can do. Uh, in the intermediate field, maybe do some more play action with, with Tamar Tavis Bryant deep on, on a third corner yeah. or, a, or th- some more stuff Juju. Yeah, I, I think it, I think that the guy, if I'm, the, if, I, if I'm a Jags fan, I, I think the guy that I'm most afraid of by far is Le'Veon Bell, though, in this game because his ability to, to both run the ball effectively and uh, uh, catch passes out of the backfield, um, he's going to be really tough for that defense to, to uh, pin down. Um, but I just think it's crucial. It's going to be crucial for the Jags front front uh, defensive line to get some pressure on Big Ben because he's getting older, like I, I mentioned earlier. And um, they're going to try to take some shots downfield for sure. And the, the, the faster they make the ball come out of his hand, uh, the more likely he is to throw an interception. So um, it's going to be interesting to see if they're able to get some turnovers on defense because um, that's really what's going to come down to giving Bortles um, easy fields to work with a uh, good field position. Yes. So, yeah, be good. it'll be a good game, though. Let's go on the next one, though. Uh, the Vikings Saints, it's in Minnesota. The Saints are coming off a big victory uh, last week against Carolina. It's going to be a 1.40 p.m. Eastern start time on Sunday. Um, the spread's looking like minus five. The, the Vikings are favored at home. 
Um, but man, I, I'm I'm rolling with the Vikings in this one, and I'm super hesitant just because I really love what I've seen out of uh, Drew Brees. Um, he, the guy's an all-time great, and he's he's really rolling heavy into this um, this next game here in the divisional round against the Vikings. And uh, I mentioned this earlier. This is a this is the biggest um, this is the biggest d- difference between quarterbacks um, and experience versus inexperience. Um, I mentioned that briefly with Matt Ryan and Nick Foles. Um, and this game is another one. Case Keenum's never played in the playoffs. This is his first playoff game ever. Drew Brees, this is, this is his 12th game. He's got 26 touchdowns total in the playoffs. And the guy's a stud. It's really tough for me to want to bet against him. But I'm going to do it cause, because I, I love the Vikings. Um, I think they're a really good team. Uh, uh, and the Saints are coming off a super, super physical game last week against Carolina. Um, the Vikings are 11 and one against the spread in their last 12, uh, versus teams with a winning home, re- uh, winning road record. So they're, they're really good, um, at home when teams are coming in with, with good road records. Um, they're a very competitive team this year. Um, and I just, I don't know the inexperience from the Vikings really has me worried. Um, the coach, uh, Zimmer, has he hasn't ever won a playoff game as a head coach? He won one back when, as an as assistant with um, Dallas back in like, when, like I think it saw like early two thousands or so. Yeah. Um, no, 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 nineteen ninety six. So, Oof. so Mike Zimmer has never won a playoff game as a head coach, but tw- over twenty one years ago, as a, as an assistant coach for the Cowboys, he won um, on December twenty eighth, nineteen ninety six. And Sean Payne's won a Super Bowl, and he won a playoff game last week. So there's a big difference in the in experience and inexperience in this game, and I don't I I'm really worried that that's going to come into play, which is kind of why I, I would stay away from this game. I think this, this might be the most competitive game of the week. Um, I could see both these teams make it to the Super Bowl, to be honest, um, out of the NFC. And um, I don't know. I'm I'm worried about Kamara and Ingram, um, but I do love the pass attack for the Vikings. I think Stephon Diggs is going to have a big game. I think Thielen's going to have some good catches. Um, and I like the running attack for the Vikings, although the the Saints are the ones that are um, that talked about very often with uh, Kamara and Ingram. I think that McKinnon and uh, what's his name Murray, Latavius Murray, are um, going to be a uh, force to be reckoned with as well. I just think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be two high octane offenses. Um, the Vikings defense is very good, but the Saints is very good as well. Um, I don't know. I just think this is going to be a clash of the Titans here, and I'm rolling with the Vikings. What do you think, Jake? Yeah, I mean, my thoughts on the game are pretty similar to, to yours, Ben. I'm actually I'm going to go with the Saints in this one. Uh, and it's, it, the five points is, is really weighs heavily for me. I just think this is such a coin flip game that, the, that taking the points uh, will be to my benefit. Uh, kind of similar to my thoughts last week uh, in the Atlanta and St. Louis game. In fact, my, my, my methodology in, in making this pick is very similar to that game last week. I just think that I'm, in taking the Saints, I've, I've got the better quarterback. I've got the, the more seasoned postseason head coach, and I've also got the points. Uh, I'm not on the, you're, not on the ro- you're on the road, so you don't have the home field advantage. Uh, but, you know, I look at the similarities. I look at the, uh, the Carolina Panthers offense, and I look at the Minnesota Vikings offense. And I think that the game plan is going to be very similar for New Orleans. Uh, obviously, Carolina, their their big playmakers are McCaffrey and Olsen. 
not not really the same as Thielen and Diggs, but I think they're going to try to bottle up the run game, force Case Keenum to beat them through the air, similar to Cam Newton. Uh, Case has wheels, so I think contain keeping him in the pocket is going to be huge, and uh, just really trying to limit the big plays downfield, make make them beat you the short to intermediate passes. Uh, my X factor for the game, though, I think is going to be Ted Ginn Jr. I think if if Ginn can make something happen in the uh, in the special teams game, or he can get another deep pass, but... yeah, he cut a long one last week, huh? Yeah, absolutely, and that was the difference, I think, uh, in, in that game. I think Drew Brees will show up. Uh, I expect him to have a good, not great game, just because of how good that Vikings defense is. Uh, but I, I think that between – I think Ted Ginn is going to be huge, and then the Saints' offensive line. I think if the, if, if Ginn has, it makes one or two big game-changing plays and that offensive line just plays an average game, uh, I, I really like the Saints in this one because it, it'd be a one-score game, I think, at that point, and uh, I'd be feeling more comfortable riding with Drew Brees. Uh, I've also heard that the, the Vikings are going to be keeping their dome on their stadium closed for this game. Uh, that sounds incredibly stupid to me. Uh, I, I don't know why you, you would want, you know, as the team that, that may have more of an advantage with their defense uh, and having some elements in, in that stadium, uh, you know, being at home. In addition to that, I, I would want that stadium room open. I know the fans might, might prefer to have it closed, uh, and maybe having it closed yeah. can increase the noise in there. Point. But I, but I really, I think that the Saints. I think I would much rather have that stadium room open. Yeah. Uh, make them try to deal with deal with that weather. Something that they might not have to have dealt with. Uh, you know, having just you know being at home last week against Carolina, being being down in the Gulf, not up in, in Minnesota near the lakes. Uh, I think that might be a bit of a mistake. I don't know that that's going to weigh very heavily into this game, but you know, one play could be the difference in this one. I didn't even think about uh, that. That's a great point. Because Drew Brees, so, yeah, he's, he's known he's known as a dome quarterback, man, and that guy. His stats, when you look at him, the splits between when he plays in the dome and doesn't, there's a big difference. That's a good point. Yeah, and so that's that's just something that I had heard. You know, and maybe they've changed their plans since, but I think yesterday I I've seen on NFL Twitter that that's that that's something that's that's happening. They're going to keep the stadium closed. I think that could be a big mistake. And uh, if I'm going to pick an X factor for Minnesota. Uh, I look at I look at their squad. I think Kendricks on the defensive side, he's going to have to help a lot on those running backs for New Orleans to keep it competitive. And then on the offensive side for Minnesota, I think Kyle Rudolph. I think he's going to be my X factor. Olsen had a very good week against the Saints last week. Uh, if Rudolph can be very efficient in the red zone for Keaton, allow them to finish drives, uh, they're going to be in this game, but they cannot settle for field goals against New Orleans. I think they need to get touchdowns. They need to be efficient. And whenever they get in the red zone, they, you're going to need to convert. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my take on that game. I, I agree with you. I don't think this is one that I would bet. Uh, I just think it's it's so close, and you know, one one play could be the difference in this one. We've got two teams that are, are pretty good special on special teams as well. Uh, so anything could really happen in this game. I wouldn't be surprised any outcome. But I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. This is a tough game. It's really good. Um, that's an interesting point about the Dome. Uh, I didn't even think about that. The the, the Vikings, I, it makes sense from a fan's point. Like, they, they don't want to be out in the cold if they don't have to. But 
football-wise, yeah. it, it really could help them to open it up. That's a good point. I wonder how. I wonder what the weather's looking like in Minnesota. What if it's just like frigid, cold, snowing? <laughs> yeah, I have not checked yet, but it is the later game on Sunday. So, you know, you should get later into the night. Like, I'm sure it'll be cold. Oh, I think it's 90 uh, degrees. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Su- Sunday is going to snow. 16 degrees snow. <laughs> yeah, I... And, you know, I, like we both said now, you know, I understand, you know, as a fan, like, you know, that's, those are difficult elements to show up in. But if I'm a fan of the Minnesota Vikings and I'm going to that game, I'd rather go and see a a Vikings victory in the elements than go and see a Saints victory in a closed dome. Yeah. So, so I, I think I would be perfectly willing to suck it up if I, if I felt that it gave my team a better chance of victory. And I think it would. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, interesting. Yeah, I, that's that's a good point, man. Uh, it's, <laughs> but if you just choose to play in the snow, and if you don't have to, man, that's so tough. That is so tough. Um, but secretly, I'm rooting for the Vikings to win this game just because it, it'd be the first – if the Vikings make it to the Super Bowl, it'd be the first time um, uh, a home team is able to play in a Super Bowl in their home their home field. First time ever. It's because the Super Bowl this year yeah, I mean, is in be Minnesota. A, yeah, it'd be a great story. I uh, and I do think the winner of this game is, is likely to be your NFC champion too. Uh, I don't. I don't think that the Eagles or the Falcons would have anything for Minnesota in Minnesota. And I think I would definitely take the Saints over the Eagles. I think Saints Falcons be a little bit more challenging, and that's just because they're divisional rivals. Yeah, exactly. and so uh, the familiarity. The familiarity between the two teams could lead to something funky happening. And, you know, both meetings in the regular season were close. The game will be in New Orleans, though, so I, I would probably take the Saints. But uh, that would be, that would be I think, the most competitive NFC, hypothetical NFC championship game that we get. Yeah, I agree. That'd be it. I was thinking about that earlier, man. That'd be a hell of a NFC championship game, the Falcons-Saints, uh, NFC South showdown. That'd be pretty cool. But... Yeah, I think I think it's, it would sell itself. That's for sure. The dynamic right, running backs, uh, Super Bowl caliber quarterbacks, uh, really you know resurgent, very underrated, sneaky good defenses for both teams. I, New Orleans has gotten a bit more pub this season than the Falcons have, uh, probably because they had way more ground to make up to become just a decent defense than the Falcons did. But uh, two very similar teams. I, I, I give New Orleans the edge, but it would be a very good game to watch. Yeah. All right. So looking at this week, we have uh, three picks deferring. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be coming out of the wire in terms of our our, our individual uh, picks against the spread matchup. Um, we only agreed on the Patriots winning now in uh, Foxborough today. Uh, but we, you have the Falcons. I have the Eagles. You have the Steelers. I have the Jaguars. You have the Saints. You have, I have the Vikings. This is. It just kind of tells you, man. This this is in late this late in the season. It's really tough to kind of figure out uh, what you're going to get out of these teams and how they're going to match up against one another. Um, but yeah, man, it's going to be good to see. Uh, did you see the Super Bowl odds coming out this week? So the Patriots are the favorites, two to one. Vikings are the next four to one. Steelers are five to one. Saints seven to one. Falcons nine to one. Eagles fifteen to one. Jags twenty three to one. Titans eighty to one. What do you think would be the best value bet if you had to, if I had to ask you? 
Um, well, I'd start by saying that I think the order there is right on. Like, I think that the order, as far as far as how I would order the contenders, I, I think that, that that would be pretty good. Yeah, I can't agree. I can't agree with you more. Um, I, I, think, um, I think I would look at the Saints as 7-1. What do you think? Yeah, I like I like that one. Like, I wouldn't touch – I think the Titans and the Jaguars, I don't give them any chance of winning the Super Bowl. And I don't really like the Eagles' chances enough either. Uh, you know, I don't think you're going to get a great return on investment with the, with the Patriots. And so I, I wouldn't make that bet now. And so that really just leaves you, you know, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, uh, Atlanta, and New Orleans left. Uh, you know, I think Atlanta is one that's kind of interesting to me. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't love their odds in the Super Bowl, but I think I don't hate their odds to make the Super Bowl, though. Yeah. Uh, especially if New Orleans can get a, can get a victory in Minnesota this week. Uh, but but I think I'd probably agree. I think New, New Orleans is a really nice place because I, like I said, I think it's a coin flip between they and the Vikings, so you're getting better value there. Uh, Pittsburgh, I they've got to get through Foxborough, I think, and so that's that's really tough. And I don't think I don't think I would favor Pittsburgh in a uh, in a matchup against New Orleans in the Super Bowl. Uh, and I don't know that I would favor them against Minnesota either. So I don't really love Pittsburgh. So I think, you know, the Saints or the Falcons would be would be pretty good value there if you can get it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I, as a Patriots fan, I think it would be a little interesting to see the, the Falcons there in the Super Bowl again. Um, if the Patriots make oh, it, it would be kind of cool to see a rematch. I'd, I'd be a little bit of afraid of some Falcons revenge. Uh, but the, the the this Falcons team is not considered as good as the, the last years, and I don't know if I, if I'd be like just if if you just take the game head on, I I think that um, the Patriots should be favored by even more in that Super Bowl game um, if that were to be the rematch uh, we were looking at. But I don't know, I don't know. I think that um, both the Saints and the Falcons are teams to be a little bit worried about coming out of the NFC. Yeah, Matt Ryan hasn't played as well this year, but man, I think that Falcons defense is certainly taking a step forward from last season. Uh, and, and I think you know everyone when they think Atlanta Falcons, we're thinking about Matt Ryan, the Julio Jones, and the running backs, and high scoring, and, and everyone's expectations with regard to that, regards to them putting up points, have certainly been disappointed this season. Uh, but the defense is better, and they look like they're getting hot at the right time. Uh, it'd be an interesting Super Bowl matchup. I think if I'm the Patriots, I'd rather play the Falcons than the Saints or the Vikings. Uh, but Atlanta's a good team, uh, and I, I, they're they're a balanced team, uh, which couldn't be said for them in the past. So they might be a little bit more difficult to game plan for than they had been. Yeah, I agree. It's gonna be a great playoffs though down the stretch. We're looking at some great games. Absolutely. All right, Jay, thanks for coming on, buddy. Uh, you got anything you want to say, or are you just looking forward to next week? Uh, I'm looking forward to next week. Hopefully the Pats can get the W, and we can see another really good playoff game in Foxborough. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we just see some good football. I agree. The uh, We'll see some – We'll see some. I'm expecting some, some great play out of the Patriots today. So, as Pats fans, we should be excited for that one. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, buddy. Jake, thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you. We'll talk again next week for the, uh, the conference championships. You ready? Yes, sir. Uh, have a good one, Ben. All right, buddy. Stay warm out in New England. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. All right, take it easy, buddy. <laughs>